welcome to the third edition of the other uh, Meet and the Partner series. So this morning I'm joined by Stuart from <clears throat> The Bearded Plumber, um, who is obviously a plumber uh, based in, in Bristol. Um, so yeah, how's it going, Stu? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Haven't haven't really stopped. It's been really good, actually. Hasn't really been much of a lockdown for me, unfortunately. Well, that's great. Yeah, that was that was going to be my my question, really. How, how have you seen the impact of of COVID in in your kind of business? Have you obviously, like you just said, you haven't really stopped, so you've still been able to to do work in empty houses, that kind of stuff. I take it. Yeah, I've, I've been pretty fortunate with with the work that I had lined up over the the lockdown period. Um, and to be honest, as kind of I mentioned, uh, my phone kind of stopped ringing for two to three weeks, but the sort of projects that I do are quite uh, quite long term. So it's, you know, three, four weeks at a time. So you can book up pretty quickly. So I had quite a lot of work booked up already. Um, the only main concern that we had when, when we were doing the work was, of course, all the um, wholesalers were closing down or shutting up. So there was a sketchy couple of weeks where we, we weren't sure whether we could actually get hold of the products and the materials, but we kind of you know managed to get through it, which was pretty good. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, so do you want to give the, the viewers and listeners a, a bit of a lowdown on, on what you offer, you, you know, all your, all your services and, and your, your expertise, that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, I mean, I came from a uh, like a heating background. So my apprenticeship was in uh, central heating systems and boilers. But after I finished my apprenticeship, I never actually went down the gas safe route because I went self-employed so quickly. Um, so on top of the gas, the, the central heating side of things, which I then work with a couple of local subcontractors and a couple of local companies, I do a lot of uh, bathroom and kitchen renovations and just kind of interior renovations as a whole. Um, so yeah, we, we can kind of, with, with the kind of trades that or the group of tradesmen that I've built up around the area, we can pretty much cover everything except um, the actual building of a house really, which is, is quite a good little position to be in because as I say, that work books you up for quite quite good periods of time. So I'm not hunting around day, for, day to day for some work. I'm actually planning ahead a few months months down the line. Yeah. So it's um it's a nice position to be in really when you've got a f you know a few jobs lined up because that's you know a few months of work ahead of you. Bit of a runway. Yeah, a bit of a runway. Well, I I know a, good, a decent app if you need a builder. So um, whack on, whack your postcode <laughs> into the app. Um, so yeah, you um, am I right in saying you're based in Bristol and obviously you you, you serve Bristol area and the surrounding areas. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of my work recently has actually been down in Bath, but I'm in um, a little village called Iron Acton, uh, just just by Yate, kind of North Bristol. Um, so I can cover, yeah, Bristol, North Somerset, South Gloucestershire, all around there. I mean, I'm currently over in the Forest of Dean on a job. So um, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of you know, within an hour's drive, I guess. We can usually cover quite a bit, quite a bit of distance. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's a nice little spot to be in. So how long have you been in the in the trade in the game? In the oh, in the trade, um, fourteen years, thirteen years, something like that. A um, little while. Um, I was kind of I went finished school, went to college, did a sports di diploma, which didn't really get me anywhere, um, and then jumped into an apprenticeship. So um, yeah, and it, it's it's been a great little. Well, I mean, up until the point where I was kind of 25, 26, I was always using the plumbing as a, as a bit of a backup 
and then started taking it a bit seriously when I started gathering quite a bit of work and then built up quite a good company up in um, Cheltenham for a little while. And then that all kind of turned turned south with a few um, uh, kind of naive and young mistakes, I guess you could call it, um, how that kind of company went. And then went to New Zealand and again, just kind of fell back on the plumbing, which was really good because I could pretty much go wherever I wanted. And I was always, you know, having job job offers thrown at me and then came back uh, November last year and starting up in Bristol. So, um, yeah, it's been a bit different because I haven't grown up here. I don't know anyone from the area. Um, so it's been interesting just trying to build that business up from from complete scratch with um barely any money really um because obviously you know spend three years in a country like new zealand and you spend most of your savings and um, come back with very little so um yeah it's been it's been good but it's been interesting i've really i learned a lot after my last company about kind of where i what i should have done and what i shouldn't have done and learned a lot whilst i was away as well uh, basically just did like a lot of personal growth um and a lot of kind of educating myself a lot on the business and the marketing side of things and i've really kind of put all of that into practice since being back and it hasn't taken me nowhere near as long as I was expecting it to to build the business up to the point where I'm actually you know booked up quite a lot in advance again which is which is nice. Well, that's good yeah well, uh, did you see a, a bit of a difference in the um, <clears throat> in the work in the market when you were in New Zealand is it all pretty much the same kind of stuff or is it you know does it does it differ massively over there to here or no, not really. I mean, there's obviously all the maintenance and the renovation work that's going on. Um, there was a, a lot of new housing um, in, in most of the places. I was in Christchurch for a year and then I was in um, uh, Tauranga, which is in the North Island in the Bay of Plenty. I was there for a couple of years and a, there was a lot of new housing going up. So there was a lot of homes being built. But there was, of course, the, you know, your, your regular maintenance, which is kind of part and parcel with this side of the job as well. Um, I think the main difference over there was just this, the simplicity of the plumbing because there's there's no heating systems over there's no central heating so it's simply just your hot and cold um, so it was a, a, a lot easier to work with yeah. um, but then there's a lot more restrictions and regulations on it all over there as well which was took some time getting used to. So is that is that due to the to the heat that they don't need the heat in is that is that the reason why or? I mean, they do, <laughs> um, especially down on the South Islands. Um, they rely more on um, kind of air source heat pumps and their air conditioning unit that also provide the heat side of things. So yeah, there were a lot of um, a lot of bigger houses. Um, the house that I finished on just before I came back was a sixteen million dollar home on the beachfront, and they had um, they had a central heating system in there. But that was you know that was a huge house, um, and it was all concrete, so you know there wasn't a lot of um, heat retention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most um, they they just rely on one or two strategically placed placed kind of heat pumps around the house, which will warm the house up. Obviously, in the summer, it's uh, it's a lot. Well, I say a lot nicer than here. It's been pretty warm recently, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been lovely the last last few weeks. Um, so have you seen a, a kind of change in the trends and that kind of thing since you started as a as a budding apprentice? Have you seen a, a bit of a shift, or is it pretty much stay the same, or? I'd, I'd say it all stayed the same. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, most of my work is mainly residential with a bit of commercial work. So, um, I mean, nothing's really changed with that. I mean, apart, you hear stories about, you know, in the next five years, they're going to be cutting out all, um, you know, new gas 
installs and things like that but nothing's really happened yet it's all it's all pretty much been yeah no no real change i mean three years away and i came back and it was just straight back into the swing of things you know yeah have you, have you seen a um are there any kind of new trends with the obviously you do a lot of bathrooms um i remember speaking with someone a few few weeks back saying that a lot of people and and not installing baths now in you know a lot more wet rooms those kind of things have you seen that trend is that is that kind of coming through yeah yeah you do get that a lot i mean to be honest i would say with on suites it's more shower rooms wet rooms um I've, i've found that a lot of people still want to keep that a main bath in the house potentially you know primarily due to like the resale value um, they, they think that, you know, young families and people still want to want that bath for your kids and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's 50, 50. I mean, there is, there is benefits to both. Um, but the shower and the wet room style, it looks great, but the practicality of it, when you've got, you know, young kids or a young family, it's, um, you still need that bath, I think. Yeah. Um, so you do the mind plumbing reports. Do you want to tell us a, a bit, a bit more about that? Yeah. So my plumbing report came about uh, around about five or six years ago, I actually come up with the idea. And it was mainly because of the amount of houses that I'd go to um, and the amount of people that didn't even know where their stop tap was or didn't, didn't really know how the heating system or the, pl- the plumbing system worked in their own home. And it just kind of surprised me a little bit that, um, you know, there was just the minute something went wrong, they were immediately on the phone trying to get hold of a plumber and you know plumbers trying to get hold of someone is it's just an absolute nightmare yeah. so um i come up with the idea of basically just creating a, a service that would teach people how the plumbing and heat system works in their own home so not necessarily for the use of you know diy purposes but mainly for that time where you know it's a sunday morning you've got water pouring through the ceiling and you don't know what to do um, so it's teaching yeah teaching them how to shut it off teaching them how to drain it down and also then explaining how they can cre- you can create it more efficient how you can save money on your heating bills and hot water and and things like that so it was mainly a- around that and it was more of a um knowledge or inf- information kind of service really rather than a, a plumbing service that's good yeah i suppose it's educating people so like you say they've got a bit of a when the uh, proverbial hits the fan, they've got a bit of a um, base of knowledge that they can they can sort it out before you someone like you turns up to fix it. Exactly, but it, you hear these horror stories of it. It's not usually someone like me. It's someone who answers the phone first, and chances are there's someone who, you know, will charge an arm and a leg just to come out and turn some turn something off and leave you without water for the next you know couple of days. Um, so it was really just to put that person back in control. You know, rather than panicking on the phone, I've got water coming out of the ceiling, I've got coming out of here, I don't know what to do. At least you've got a few minutes there where you can turn it off, you can shut it down. Um, you know, it's not causing any more damage to the property. And then you've, you've got a bit more time to phone around and ring and get hold of the right person to do the job. You know, it's, it's avoiding these opportunistic cowboys as such to, yeah. um, to make a lot of money and not do a lot of work. Awesome, I suppose. In, in some cases, the report probably leads to to other work for you, does it? Is that kind of a gatekeeper to 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 give them a new boiler or you know a new new radiators, that kind of thing? Is that obviously that's not what the main purpose of it, but I suppose I'd imagine that's a, a bit of a follow on from it. 
it wasn't the route I wanted to go down and that's that's kind of why I, I thought I would charge for the report because I didn't want to come in um, with these free reports and you know look for every angle that you can make some money out of um, someone so it was really to go in and say you know this is what you could do or this is what you know needs to do to make it more efficiently and and then kind of leave them with that and if they want to come back to me and, and say you know would you like to do the work or how much would it cost to do the work I can at least then give them a, a price and you know it's then back over to you um, yeah it wasn't really a, a way of going in and trying to scam some more work out of people I mean essentially when I first come up with the idea I, w I wanted to do that full-time you know I was I was happy to just go around and, and be that um, informative guide really rather than the plumber that actually does the work yeah um, and yeah if it, if it grew if the that side of the company grew then yeah I'd probably look into doing that a bit more I think what happens is um, you kind of get that trust from you know people if you go around and, you, and you're explaining to them how the system works and how this works and you're not being um you, you're not going in with that angle then naturally people tend to kind of then kind of lean on you and say okay well we want to do the work can you do it because now you know we we trust you and yeah. we don't want to find someone else um so there is yeah there's that point of it all as well no i, I think it's a great idea you know it's um <clears throat> you'd be surprised how many people like you said don't know how to turn the water off in their own home or you know, I don't know how to, you know, maybe top the boiler up when it's a, you know, it's a quick fix, that kind of thing. Um, no, I think it's a great, great yeah. little idea. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, it's, 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 it's Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Um, am I right in, in thinking as well, you're also now offering, is it mentoring for new, for new businesses and new, new trades, trades people going into businesses on their own? yeah new 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 businesses or you know small businesses looking to grow i am um, like i said when i was with the with the last business you know i made a lot of mistakes that i've um kind of looked into and realized where i went wrong um then i spent a lot of time just doing my research and looking into different business practices marketing practices and things like that so i i learned a lot with um within the, like the last four or five years and i've put all of that into this this business here and i've i've grown it and done so well out of literally just coming off the plane and starting up a business and so i figured you know i can actually give tradesmen or tradeswomen that um that knowledge and that information that i've kind of had look and learnt myself the hard way really yeah um and doing that because i've, I've spoken to and i'm, I'm not going to name names or slate people but i've spoken to business coaches and i've spoken to marketing consultants and all of this but they're not they're not trade specific they they've they've never ran you know a um a, tr a trades business um it's a lot different being in an office and having employees you know over there than it is having someone 20 miles away with no idea on what they're doing um it's it's a different kind of ball game so having someone that's actually kind of been there and i mean the height of my company i had about 10 people working for me so it was a lot of juggling a lot of man management um so having someone with that experience and, and knowing, you know, really what goes on when the boss isn't around and knowing how to you know, manage that and how to um, not micromanage because that's kind of the worst thing you could probably do. But just knowing how to supervise it from a distance um, yeah. is probably is what I didn't have originally. And that's a lot of that's down to where the mistakes that I made. You know, I, I assumed that these people that I was paying to go to work. We're, go, we're turning to work on time. We're doing the work that I'd asked. 
Um, and it's only when it all you know closes down or someone leaves that some they everyone turns around and goes, "Ah, oh, he never did anything. He was always late. There was yeah. this. There was that." Um, you don't find that out when it's going on, and um, yeah, it, it kind of opened my eyes a lot to to really what goes on. You know, when the boss is away. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it's a bit of a case of like, oh, I wish I knew that when I was starting. So obviously you want to get past that knowledge on to, to other um, entrepreneurs and, and tradespeople. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, uh, being there myself, you know, as a tradesman um, or, you know, starting up your business, your primary, primary focus is doing the work. It's not doing the marketing. It's not the social media. It's not advertising. It's not any of that. It's the phone rings you know i'm off to go and do a job then i'll charge for the job and then you just get into that routine where nothing really gets done outside of that primary focus of you know earning money and doing the job you know if you, if you want to start building your business up you've got to almost step back a little bit and um do the work that you don't necessarily get paid for but you kind of will in the long run you know yeah so is that like the, the mandarin is that going to be like a an ongoing long-term thing or is it like one-off sessions or is it a bit of both or um, I'd I'd like to hope long term, um, but yeah, it's 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 basically just a monthly basis. So you know, I'm, I'm not kind of holding anyone to a contract or anything like that. If they want to work with me for a month or six months or a year, it's completely up to them. It's really dependent on what they want to achieve out of it. You know, if they've got some short term goals that they just want an extra set of hands or a bit of help with a certain project. Um, then bring me on or if they want to you know slowly build from you know a one or two man company slowly build that up and get a lot more work in then obviously there's a, a lot longer kind of process with all of that okay, good. Are there any, um, obviously without giving the game away too much are there any kind of top tips you could give tradespeople or, or people looking to have a you know a new a new system in their house a bathroom anything like that and um yeah, with regards to obviously keeping um, keeping your home working more efficient, I would say, and not being a gas safe boiler engineer, I'm not kind of pushing my own work here, but um, the, the main thing really with that is boiler services. You know, um, the amount of people who, who, are, who don't know that it has to be done every year, you know, it's just like your car MOT. Um, you need to get your boiler service to keep it working for longer, keep it working more efficient. Um, you know, and it just, it saves you money in the long run because your boiler is not going to break down in a couple of years and you're not going to have to replace it as often. Um, so yeah, there's definitely that, that's a bit of an eye opener really, um, coming, coming from a, a heating engineer background, I've been speaking to people and not trying to push the work and just, you know, finding out that, you know, oh, when was the boiler last service? Oh, I don't know. We've had the house for three, four years and we haven't had it done yet. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, I would say for a business side of things, for someone obviously like, you know, yourself pretty new trying to grow a business, it, it's it's mainly networking, isn't it, really? It's getting out there and meeting as many people as you can um, and being where the customers are, you know? And there's no point pushing all your money into a certain aspect of your advertising if no one really uses it. Um, so at the moment, I've found that a lot of my work has come from somewhere like Checker Trade. Whereas before, and like a few years ago, when the whole Wits Trusted Traders kind of came up, there was a lot of work coming in from there. But then I guess it does depend on whereabouts you are in the country, because certain areas of the country use different um, kind of platforms as well. And, and the type of work you're going for. Um, you know, I, I have a Tyler that does some work for me. He gets a lot of work off of Facebook. 
Whereas uh, the sort of work I do, I don't get any work off Facebook. I get a few inquiries, but it's not really the work that I can kind of jump on straight away. Um, so it's what type of work you want um, and what you know niche or area of the, the business that you actually want to focus on determines where you should really you know put your money and focus on your marketing and your advertising. Okay, great. Well, um, yeah. Are there, are there any other areas that you want to cover, or anything else you want to mention, or? I think we've, we've covered quite a bit. Oh, that went quite quick, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we're, we're coming up to 20 minutes now. So, um, yeah, I, th I think, um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a blog post on our our website, actually, um, done by Stuart about, I think it's five tips how to, when you're picking a new bathroom, so a few top tips there. Um, you can find that at edit.co.uk slash blog. And... Obviously, you can contact and, and view all Stu's pictures, that kind of thing, through the app. If you're in Bristol or surrounding areas, and bang in your postcode and go to tradespeople or home improvement or bang plumber into the search bar, and Stuart's profile will come up. And then, um, yeah, if, if you like what he's, what he's, what he's offering, then, then hit him up on WhatsApp or Facebook and give him a shout. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it, I think, for us today. So, yeah, thank, thanks for joining us, Stuart. And um, enjoy your week. And uh, thanks for watching, everyone, if you're still there. So uh, thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Yep.